Well, hello there. Oh, okay. I knew it. Mistake right off the bat. I spent a lot of time thinking about the content of this podcast, how I was going to deliver it. Even Googled how to talk professionally on a podcast, you know, without those long, awkward pauses or the ums or ahs. Thought I'd nailed that, but I didn't give any thought to the introduction. I thought I'd just wing it and I wung it and I wung it wrong. Well, hello there. Okay, don't judge me on that. I promise you, it will get better as the weeks go on. Hey, I'm just learning about this anyways. This is working with people. And guess what we're going to talk about? Well, working with people. Whether you're a CEO, senior manager, frontline supervisor, a worker, someone who's just looking for a job, you're working with people, you've worked with people, or you're going to work with people. There's no way around it. It could be the most rewarding part of the job. Have you ever been to a retirement speech? You often hear them say, you know what I'm going to miss the most is the people. So it's rewarding. But truth be told, it could be the most frustrating part and time-consuming part of your professional day. Well, maybe even your personal day, but I think I can only help out with the professional part. Why is it so frustrating and challenging? Well, simple answer. Well, maybe not so simple, but here is a answer. We're all unique. We are our own person. You know, sounds like a sign that could be on someone's fridge or something, but we have our own personalities, our experiences, our own visions, our own, here it is, work ethic. Pause. I can just see my dad slamming his fist on the kitchen table right now saying, kids these days have no work ethic. I swear to God, that's his voice dead on. Maybe he's right, but maybe he isn't. I don't know. I've seen it both ways, so I don't want to create a bias here. But nonetheless, we all need to work with people, and it can provide an uphill challenge. We're going to talk about a lot of those challenges. So why can I talk about this? Well, maybe I can't, but maybe I can. I've been in human resources for 15 years. Hold on, let me do the math. So since 2004, carry the one. Yes, 15 years. So maybe my kids are right. I'm getting old. I'm old, getting experience. Nonetheless, I have some experience because you called me a mid-carter. I've had an opportunity to work with a lot of organizations, public, private, many different industries. That means I've worked with many great people who've taught me a lot of valuable lessons that I've carried on in my career and some, well, you know, not so great people. Okay, that probably wasn't the right HR professional term. Let me think. Okay, I got it. People who have room for professional growth and opportunity. Did I nail it? Let me know. But I shouldn't be focusing on that right now because I'm not perfect. Let me ask you a question. Are you perfect? Do you know everything? Do people come to you on a daily basis for your almighty wisdom? If they do, awesome. Stop what you're doing and message me right now and tell me how to get there because I don't think I'm even close. I learned that lesson my first day in the HR field. It's 2004, remember? That's when I started in HR. And I just graduated the next day, I think, Well, I guess I need to find a job, at least a job in my career. That's what I went to school for, right? I headed out, 
couple blocks from my residence, happened to be a call center. Resume in hand, freshly printed. I think the paper was still warm. Asked for the manager who happened to be in, and he said, Hi, young fellow, what are you looking to do? And I said, Like to work at HR, please. Perfect, he said. Let's sit down and talk about that. Conducted the interview right there on the spot. 45 minutes later, I was offered the job. Wonderful. Everything that I heard of how difficult it was to find full-time work in your field without that, you know, three years of experience, I debunked it all. Or did I? I think it was just right place at the right time. But nonetheless, I was working 48 hours after graduation. Skip forward to my first day. It's about 9.30 a.m. You know that time in the morning when your Tim Hortons isn't hot, it's getting warm? I just met about 5% of the people that worked in the organization. You know, the mighty IT hadn't set up my username and password to log into that, you know, that quick network there in 2004. Manager, he knocks on the door and says, Jamie, I have a simple task for you. I'm like, absolutely, sir. What would you like me to do? He said, I'd like you to terminate so-and-so. Uh, pretty much was the response. Well, I didn't say it verbally, but that was definitely going through my head. I said, listen, no problem, sir. Just give me 30 minutes. I shut the door and in a panic, I rushed to open up my textbook to read, how do you terminate someone properly? Reviewed that chapter, thought, hey, I'm prepared. I'm prepared for the world. Big task, but I can take it on. I go ahead. I approach the employee. I ask the employee to come into my office. I go through the very short conversation to let them know that unfortunately you've been terminated, but best of luck in future endeavors or something like that. There was a little bit of tears. Some of them might've been from me from nervousness. I admit it, I was sweating. I was tapping my foot. You know, all those nervous traits someone would display. But I felt, is proud the wrong word? Maybe not proud, because it's not something that you ever get used to or want to do. But I was professionally proud that I accomplished something so big, a daunting task so early in my career. Proud in hand, I grabbed the notes. I bring it over to the manager's office. I said, listen, I completed the task. I've terminated so-and-so. The manager looks at me, looks into the call center floor, looks at my paperwork in disgust, looks at me and says, then why is that employee still working here? Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, you guessed it. I terminated the wrong person. The manager stared at me with one of those real icy glares. Felt like an eternity. Okay, I'm being a little dramatic, but I swear to you I can hear the secondhand tick on the office clock as he glanced at me. The manager then said, Mr. Klomp, I can give you two options. Option A is I can kick you the, insert a lot of profanity, out of here. Mm, That one didn't sound too good, but there was option B. I was waiting on that. Said option B is you can take this as a learning lesson in your career. B, yeah, B, absolutely, sir. I'll take B right now. Please, B. Said, okay, I I accept that. But then he said, what is going to be your learning lesson? I paused. I thought about it. I didn't know. I asked for some time to think about it. He gave me the time. It all started when I had to invite back the wrongfully terminated employee into my office, offer an apology. The sweat had returned. Add on a beet red face, body and heart filled with an embarrassment. Add on about a five minute tongue lashing from the employee, which was justified in terms of the situation. 
but she accepted her position. Okay. Number two, I had to terminate the employee who should have been terminated. And that meeting went fairly well. At least I had the right employee. Should I have felt good about myself? No. So it begs the question, what did I learn that day? I would love to tell you that it came to me instantly, like a beam of light coming in my office, but it didn't. It took a month. Actually, now that I think about it, it took months. But here's what I learned. If you're a leader in your organization, no matter what position title you have, your message can carry a lot of weight. So if you're going into a discussion with an employee that carries any type of constructive tone, I know termination is an extreme example, but it could be behavior, could be performance. Give some strong consideration how you're going to deliver that message. Because sometimes in the meeting using the wrong body language, certain key negative words can really sour the conversation and can alter the employee's perception of the company and yourself. Number two, there's no such thing as being overprepared. If you're unsure how to handle the situation, ask. Talk to people in your own company. There's many resources online. And hey, we're friends now. Ask me. And number three, give yourself a break. Human behavior is not an exact science. Do what I did in this situation. I reviewed where it went wrong. I took notes. I did better next time. So that's me exhaling. I made it through the end of my first podcast. That was a lot of work. That was a lot of fun, though. Next week, we're going to talk about dealing with a difficult boss. You ever have a difficult boss? I've had one. Okay, maybe two. If you have, drop me an email at workingwithpeopleathotmail.com. At the same time, use the same email for your comments, your suggestions, and most importantly, your praise, you know, because it makes me feel good about myself. Nonetheless, thanks for joining me. I'm Jamie Klomp. This has been Working With People. We'll see you next week.